download from the BBC. To find out more, go to bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. Podcast, you say? Podcast, podcast. This Everyone is a podcast. loves a podcast. We are casting this pod. Oh, what should we do with this pod? We should split the pod open and let all the spores out. All the spores. Then what would happen to you, Trevor Lock? I'd sniff them up into my little nose and then breathe them out. And then you, Matt, what would you do with them spores? I'd pull Trevor's head off. And shake it like a pepper pot all over England. <laughs> all over England. And I, Russell Brand, would stand beneath and fume in that pepper right into my own nasal cavity. And then what I'd sneeze out would be this podcast, wouldn't it, Matt? Probably, yes. Probably be something like this, wouldn't it? Yeah. Should we have some guests on this podcast? Yes. I wonder who they'll be. Don't know. Who's but, in your phone? Uh, mm, blimey, no one really. I just live the quiet life at home with a cat. Listen to our podcast now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt and Trevor. We're talking about fear and things we're frightened of. <laughs> what are you scared of Alsatians for? Because I was mauled by one as a child. I mauled? Was bitten on the legs. Bitten on the legs? Really badly. Why did when you did legs, did you do sort of a Larry Grayson style bum wiggle? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you'd forgotten what legs were. <laughs> I know what legs are. <laughs> Them's them things, them sticks, what we walk about on, what's got toes on the end. Yeah, well those got bitten off almost by a dog. Hold on, weren't there another Alsatian incident with you? Was it that? Oh, <laughs> yes. What was that then? Uh, Didn't you have an Alsatian as a sort of a girlfriend <laughs> when, you, when you were a toddler? When I was a baby, I, was a, I couldn't talk. I was a baby in a little mm. baby chair in a car. Um, I was a baby. I'm not talking about his past. <laughs> I was once an explorer. <laughs> it's not a past life. This is a quantum leap. I used to be a baby in a chair, then I was a slave trader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was a baby and uh, somehow... We're all babies, Matt. All right, well, I'm just setting the scene. Otherwise, people might think I was some sort of perverted ten-year-old in this story. <laughs> and I was uh, I was tied, I was strapped into a chair, mm. unable to move, and uh, my parents were talking. My nan was there because she told me the story. Because you'd suppressed this memory, hadn't you, Matt? And I didn't know it. You had happened, and they your said... Your family reminded you recently, didn't they? Yeah, not like a year ago it first came out, and the, the, uh, our station had got into the car and tried to... <laughs> got uh, into the car? I like, imagine wearing a waistcoat, jangling its car keys. <laughs> right, we're off. And uh, dr- sort of dry-humped me for a while. I'm glad it was dry. Oh, yeah. And it bought oils. <laughs> one would be terrified. Also, we're not going to be so puerile on this show. Last week we were a bit cheeky, weren't we? We did yeah, the show in the news. We got told off. Matt's little dinkle turned up <laughs> on the webcam. So this week we're going to be a lot more high-minded, a lot more highbrow. We're going to be talking about Wittgenstein. We're going to be talking about Baudelaire. We're going to be talking about the nature of fear and Freud's theory, the uncanny. Oh, yeah. Being humped by dogs. <laughs> That's going to crop up as well, naturally, because Lionhole High Culture is something you'll get here. Okay, so you're, as a consequence, scared of our safety. That's not as a consequence of that because I don't really remember that but yeah, I was be bitten by a dog why are you focusing on the little girlfriend dog but, incident but, but why did it come up again I don't understand why they felt the need to bring it I up all know. those my, years later my nan said oh we were very worried about you when this happened we wondered if you know because you were a bit funny afterwards what, what, how were you, you funny a bit funny. What I don't you, know you, I think yeah. I'd sort of well we used to dress the family dog up in lingerie <laughs> <laughs> and call it Mrs Morgan pretend <laughs> 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 it was his wife tried to take it to the trust house 40 for a dirty weekend okay so we're going to be talking about fear the nature of fear matt whitby has emailed in saying he's scared of moths and butterflies which i can understand because you know moth dust yeah that's do mean, I, do nice, I know it? it? I can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, moth <laughs> dust. That cheeky little dust. I don't know what moth dust is. What's moth you dust? You touch a moth. Oh, with this thing it has on its wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what dust. did you. How come that, Trevor? How come the words moth and dust in conjunction did not immediately trigger for you the idea of moth dust? How does your mind work? Do you understand the concept of syntax? I thought it was death crumbled up. Um, 
you know, moths crumbled up and they make dust after they've died. Why would anyone do that, Trevor? Why would anyone crumble up a moth? Anyone who's a regular listener to the show will know that Trevor Locke likes to torture animals, and the idea of crumbling up moths to Trevor Locke comes more immediately (laughs) than the certain knowledge that moths and butterflies have that coat of dust. Everyone knows that. That's Trevor's Alpen. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> a delicious bowl of moth dust full of mothy goodness. Why do they have that dust on their wings, I wonder? Probably protects them in some way, Trevor. Oh, can't why don't off. butterflies have it? Butterflies do have, have it. it. They do have it. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Butterflies have it. Why do you think <laughs> them having that moth dust is frightening, Matthew? Because, um, it's... I think moths are like zombie butterflies, and they've got. And when you touch them, there's stuff comes off them, and they're Same wrong, with butterflies. and they're dumb, and they just flash. Trev, stop things. trying to drag the butterfly down with a moth. You're weird thinking that moths are like zombie butterflies. Plus, your childhood, mate. I've been thinking about it. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the mushrooms, she must have been forced to eat mushrooms as a child. Possibly that, or perhaps she lived in a fairy kingdom with gnomes. Like the it? Smurfs, they lived in mushrooms. They she, did all live in mushrooms. And Noddy badly. lived in a mushroom, didn't he? Well, why mushroom? I suppose well, Noddy did. didn't live in a mushroom. He lived in he, a mushroom. He lived near a mushroom. There was definitely a mushroom in that. Yeah, place. he lived in like that car with that big-eared guy. What was his name? The thing is, if you eat those, big-eared man. If you eat tell me your name, big-eared man. You shall never guess it. Riddle me this. What is my identity? I can't. I'm just focusing on your big ears too much <laughs> to think of what your name is Trev Watson come and tell us about your fear Trev stop hiding your light under a bushel I'm, I'm frightened of water actually oh you oh, oh, hydrophobia rabid Trev what? <laughs> what are you scared of water for what do I you mean I don't know I, I have this memory and I'm not sure if it's a past life memory or a real memory yeah it's always oh, difficult oh, that. Yeah. is it mumbo jumbo <laughs> lies or is it an actual fact <laughs> <laughs> come on then Trev what are you scared of water for well I think I nearly drowned yeah in a swimming pool when I was four years old well, but I think there's some words missing that. I think I nearly drowned someone. (laughs) Yeah, and that someone was a mouse. (laughs) No, listen, but I get panic attacks in the shower, and, uh... I panic at the thought of you in the shower, Trev, lathering yourself up, tucking yourself away. Mucky business. Sometimes I have to have someone in the room with me if I take a bath. That's an interesting excuse. (laughs) You have to... Could you stand in the the room with me, nurse? Would you mind itching up your suspendies? It's a thing that comes and goes. Are you joking? I'm not joking. It's a thing that comes and goes like this lady with the mushrooms but um so hang on i can understand being scared of the sea yeah the sea is really difficult for me but sometimes i can do it but sometimes i can't i nearly drowned in the sea once because i suddenly got a panic but luckily my friend sam tapsell was there and he helped me sam <laughs> tapsell you made up fool yeah. what on earth did you rescue trevor for i must say let's mention like on the on the website that brilliant cartoon of trevor Locke with his dragon ricky it's amazing and uh, a mouse drowning in the background someone sent in a cartoon yeah, it's really good Trev. it's actually cut off on the uh, on the website it's not yeah. all there on my myspace you can see the whole thing it's brilliant it's got a dead pike in it don't advertise your myspace you womanizing fiend I'm advertising <laughs> a brilliant picture drawn by a listener have a look at that, whoever that person is do you know their name Someone she's called Lorna in, in Hastings Lorna do some cards with me and Matt as well I do all one. of us we she all will she's cartoon. a brilliant cartoon artist I've got some of her comics you're really talented really brilliant. Yeah, she sent comics in yeah my biggest fear is if my chick finds out about the other chick will my gonads remain intact sent by anonymous because she's upstairs oh you please cheeky swipe we've that's got his number not, that's not out him. Yeah, let's out him. That's not nice, is it? What, having an affair? Oh, I don't like people calling people chicks and <laughs> boasting about it on radio and then referring to things as gonads on. No. <laughs> Trevor, what's that's not what this, That's not what this radio station is for. He's only actually He's annoyed at the language the man's used, not actually the not actions. the morality. No, Trevor, you're, you live in an amoral universe. <laughs> you're a nihilist, Trev. You believe nothing has meaning. Do you? 
Yeah. Defend yourself, I don't believe that. I do believe that. I don't even believe that, because I don't even believe Because that's a belief. To believe in nihilism would be a belief. Ooh, consider that, nihilists. Yeah. So, this this one... Nihilists. Nihilist, nihilist, potato, potato. If you don't care about meaning, you're not going to care about the pronunciation of nihilism, nihilism, are you? Now... Yeah, listen to this, this is interesting. From Simon on the Megabus to Newcastle. I'm scared of Nosy Bonk. He was on kids TV in the 80s. He wore a white mask and had a big long nose. He gives me nightmares. I hate him. From Simon on the Megabus to Newcastle. Yeah, but I'm with him on that. I'm with him. Do you remember that thing? Nosy Frightening. Bonk. That like, white oh, face thing. Looks like an albino oyster catcher. He does look... What? Trevor, don't try and drag the... If you get a picture of an oyster catcher up and you put it next to that picture... Was it a machine? An oyster catcher? No, it's a bird. Ah. And that looks like an albino oyster catcher. (laughs) That looks like an albino... Have you been touched by one, Trevor? Because you're half carrying on. He used to be on Jigsaw, didn't he, that nosy bonk thing? And I remember, I think he had... I think, was it Janet Ellis or someone was on that? He was was always a bit flirty and a bit sexual with her and he used to make me feel... I wanted her, Janet Ellis. He mimed clues to something, but he was just scary. That should not have been allowed on our tellies when we were kids a lot yeah. of things were on telly that shouldn't have been but what? I think that's what you like as a kid you want to be frightened it's, it's great to have something that's scary that's how Trevor justifies his playground antics <laughs> I think when kids want to be frightened they want me turning up there in my long snoopy nose mask <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I don't know if it's just because we were kids then but didn't Tell you just been seemed to be much more scary then. Dog Tanya and he scared me well. that was scary but the, do you remember the boy from space that yeah, that was and Chucky, and then uh, A's Benji, Zach, and the Alien Prince. It was all weird. That was scary. I suppose let's not get bogged down in kids' TV because otherwise we might end up going. Yeah. Do you remember Spangles? Do you remember them? <laughs> what dog poo? Oh, what happened to that? Um, well, just I wanted, done it. Yeah. I wanted to say something <clears throat> then. Um, about childhood. Oh yeah, Dog Tanyon. I wanted to just remember this thing, because oh, I love this. On like Big Brother last year when Anthony from Newcastle won it, there was this bit where he was in a diary room and they had to do a quiz to win food or something like that. And there's this question where they go to, they go to Anthony, he's in the diary room and there's like a ticking clock as if it's countdown or something. They go, um, Anthony, can you name a famous horse? Right, so famous horse, Red Rum, Sugar, something like that. Um, Anthony from Big Brother goes, um, oh, a famous horse. Um, the only one I can think of is uh, maybe um, maybe Sandy from Dog Tanyon. <laughs> Sandy, as if it would be that Sandy Dog Tanyon's horse as a famous horse. That'd be about the thousandth horse you would think of. That's not even the most famous cartoon horse. That's lovely, isn't it? That, he, that in his brain he thought that that might happen. What yeah, but was... what's scary is if that had been the right answer, he wouldn't have gone away and thought that was very odd that that was the That's right a answer. That's bit weird. That's got it, man. Dog Tanyon's horse. Well, I, you know, I. Just just had an instinct that it would be that. <laughs> We've got Elizabeth on the phone. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Okay, yeah. so what's um, what's this fear that you have? What irrational fear have you got? Well, I don't like seagulls. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, my parents live in Dover, and every time I go see them, I then have you shouldn't to... like asylum seekers. <laughs> I'm only mucking about. Just that the but, people um, in Dover no, are as I decent just, as the I rest of us. I hate them. They, they think they're all big and clever. And it's We're talking about seagulls now, not asylum seekers. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. They come over here, they think they're all big and clever. They're <laughs> seeking some asylum. I just want some asylum. Seagulls, what? Yeah, I mean, I know they're getting more confident, seagulls, aren't they? Coming down, stealing shit. Still getting more confident. Why are you questioning that, Matt? What? That sounds like you, there's 
No, there's not on, some sort of stock exchange of animal arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> Seagulls are up, whereas foxes and bears are quaking in their little foxy boots. <laughs> they are. They're getting, because they're, they're becoming desensitised. Like I think they might have started smoking. <laughs> are you smoking, seagull? Because no, like, I think what it is, it's because they're getting used to humankind now. They're thinking, oh, we can just nick their chips or go into a baby's pram. years, just in your lifespan, you think seagulls, you live in the city. <laughs> I've noticed seagulls getting more confident. Earlier, uh, I was one of them, I'm working on our MTV show now. <laughs> Boastful little creature he is as well. <laughs> I am truly terrified of butterflies. Especially Red Admirals. Weird thing is, my name means butterfly. Spooky from White Cabbage Fairfax. I'm joking. She's called <laughs> Vanessa. Vanessa I'm means butterfly. Does it? Where's the evidence of this? I'm scared of Nout because I'm a Northerner. Den Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Den. <laughs> Goody, goody, I enjoyed that. You selected that, did you, Trent? Yes, I did. I chose it myself. What made you select it, dear? I thought it was upbeat. I love the man's voice. Is it a man? Could it be a woman? I don't know. He's called Frankie, but it could be a lady Frankie or a man Frankie. I think it's a man Frankie. I think it's this andro- androgyny that turns you on, isn't it, Trev? I bet you'd like the idea of taking someone called Frankie back to your house, not knowing right until their nighty came up whether it was a boy or a girl. You found me out, young man. That's the way you live your life. Yo, Russell, I have a fear of buttons, especially those weird marble effect ones. Scary stuff. That's Tom in Manchester. A lot of people are scared of buns. Why is that, Matt? That is because as toddlers or babies, they they were forced into tight cardigans and they associate... Tight cardigans? <laughs> they were forced into tight cardigans. Any particular child that was forced into tight cardigans? That's true. Like, Any Alsatian-loving little nippers from Dartford? <laughs> well, I thought buttons are a little bit like seeds as well, buttons, aren't they? Oh, no, yeah, and everyone's scared of like seeds, seeds, aren't they? Seeds are magical, aren't they? Cause yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. believes this. Well, that's a commonly held belief, the magic of seeds, the yeah. similarity of seeds to buttons. The terror of the seed. It is. You get a seed. It's got life in it, isn't it? You pop it in the ground, and then a little tree comes out, and it grows and grows and grows. That's not frightening. That's it's beautiful. Got nothing to do with buttons. Nothing. Why are you saying these things, Trevor? Do you, you've been put on this earth to annoy us, to annoy us and dress like Alan Bennett? Do you is remember when, function? You, when we were kids and you had those little shark's tooth buttons? They looked like yeah. teeth, but they were just they were on your like on your pi- toggles. Yeah. Yeah. I liked those. I liked those. Yeah. I still have a recurring dream about the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Katie from Edinburgh. I like that guy. Loads of people have, have mentioned him. But I suppose that's because he wasn't literally a child catcher. We're children, we're watching it. It's going to plant seeds of no, terror. But he, he... Seeds of terror, Trevor. Perhaps you're right. Do you know, it's because he did ballet. What do you mean? He's a ballet dancer, the guy who played yeah, and he... him. Kidnap children. Yes, but people he... were quaking under their bed, going, "Oh no, I hope you don't do an arabesque." They were scared that he was going to kidnap them. <laughs> no, they weren't no, scared ballet. of ballet, but you know, it was creepy. The, the... balletic movement, you mean? Yeah, There's something creepy. are scary as well, aren't they? Did you do ballet as a child, Trev? Not really, no. Well, why are you scared of ballet teachers? Well, then? You know, what's it got to do with it you? It still happen. Someone could get me and teach me. <laughs> <laughs> also, you just said you like the child catcher. I do like him. You dress like him. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's why people are listening to the show and thinking, yeah, I don't like the child catcher. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason I'm irritated by the child catcher. People wearing <laughs> eyeliner. I'm finding it annoying. Um, dreaming about losing your teeth represents fear of losing money and success. Makes me think... Make me thinks no fears myself other than having an accident on my bike and breaking my... Bone, highly likely the way some nutters drive. Love this show. My heart goes out to poor Trev, who is not put on this earth to be your gimp. If he Thank was, he would so be much. fired. Also, you gimp. said that Trev was scared of losing his teeth and that it was a fear of losing success and money, of which Trevor has neither. <laughs> Trevor's got no success and no money and he's never likely to get any as long as he carries on in this fashion.
Matt Hadley in Worcester says, Hey Russell, just watched Rob Ryden in Cruise of the Gods. Enjoyed your one line. Were you scared of being totally cut out? Well, yeah, it was a bit because I was a mad junkie in them days. And on that, I was supposed to have like, a much better part in that. But what I did on that cruise ship, and I remember telling you this, man, that was well funny. Right, I, like, I was a drug addict in that. And we, was feeling, so we were filming on the Aegean Sea, right? We went to Tur- Istanbul, went to like all uh, Athens and loads of Greek islands. It was a really amazing job. And obviously it's with like, these brilliant comedy actors. This, this was stuff. in the period of time where, it, before the time, Closed child catcher period. Russell wore really low jeans for his bum out. Oh yeah, that caused a lot of problems on the it ship. He phoned me out and goes, "Oh yeah, this this boat's full of squares. And there's <laughs> been complaints because people can see my bum crack. What's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong and with I my bum. You'll pull your trousers up. No, because, it's my right. Because <laughs> the cruise ship they were filming on it also had normal passengers on it, right? And like them passengers, like there was that there was girls and that. I was chatting them up. There were dancers on that boat. I was having it away with them dancers and right carrying on like a nutter. And like uh, I went to Istanbul. I remember sort of like going to an Athenian lap dancing club and oh, causing lots God. of bother in there. I remember saying, like, I remember going, yeah, but what this is, Matt, this is because I'm at the beginning of my career when I'm more successful and I'm like Jack, I goes, I'll be like Jack Nicholson in like in five or ten years, I'll be a big movie star and what these people have got to do is they should treat me like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah, he, goes, he, did. he goes, um, he goes people, I keep getting into trouble but it's because people don't treat me like Jack Nicholson. If Jack Nicholson was here, they'd let him do anything. And I said, yeah, but that's because he's Jack Nicholson and he's successful and he's been in loads of films. <laughs> yeah, well, I will one day so they should start treating yeah. me like that. Matt goes, you were mad in those Matt days. Matt goes, on the first day of filming you should go, right, okay, I want everyone, when you're talking to me and uh, you're around me, sort of treat me as if you're, you're here with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> treat me as Jack Nicholson. It's going to make things a lot easier. A lot easier. Just now, imagine it's Jack Nicholson. Don't ever call me Jack, though. <laughs> That's really going to make me browned off. Call me Russell, but treat me like I'm Jack. They just fired me. Like, that was causing all sorts oh, of problems. Oh, yeah, but they fired you in a very funny way. It was funny. They fired me without uh, without telling me. They just goes, oh, right, Russell. Yeah, I was maybe filming for three weeks. And they goes, uh, Russell, you've got, um, yeah, um, you're having a little week's holiday now. Going back to England. I goes, oh, am I? Thank you. And uh, Brendan Coogan, Steve Coogan's brother, drove me, drove me back to the airport. And I was going, do you want me to bring you back anything from Blighty? Some marmite, some big beans, some little stuff like that. And then they go, no, it's all right, mate. It's all right. Matt goes, you were like a dog on it was on the way to the vet being put down, thinking that you were going to the park. With your head out the window. Hello. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I had a holiday. Should I bring you back a copy of the tabloids? I'm looking forward to this holiday. You are going to die. I'm, just, I'm scared of destroying my career. That's one of the things I'm afraid of. Let's talk about Trevor's fear. What you, what's your fear, mate? Well, at the minute, it's getting mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. I mean, I, I trust you guys, but... <laughs> Well, well, we'll have every last button in your pocket. <laughs> Seeds of life, they are. I'm frightened of where I live, uh, Loughborough Junction. <laughs> You're frightened of Loughborough Junction. SC5. Yeah. Why are you scared of it? Because I've I had a spate of muggings. Uh, um, a spate. Yeah, <laughs> a spate. Trends like community. There's a spate of muggings on my leg, whereas my my upper thighs remain relatively peaceful. In my armpits, there's a caravan site. Would you like to visit 20p? Trevor lot caravan sites. You're not a country. Trevor, you are just one man. <laughs> well, not really. Then. Go on then, Trevor. You had a spate of muggings, so you're scared. Everyone's scared of being mugged, Trevor. That's yeah. not an unusual fear. Yeah, I know. It's not a bizarre just phobia. I just, I find now that I, I'm in a hurry to get into my house when I when I park my car, when I get off the bus or out of the tube station. No, the name we have the, the right to feel safe. You're a good, honest citizen. Thank Trevor. you. It's Thank you. Not, he's a mouse-murdering thing. I'm a good, honest citizen. He's a good person, but I reckon you did tell me once that you rode a girl's bike, a woman's bike with a basket in the front that led you to get a <laughs> musk mugged, and also you've got a lady's purse. 
You have got a lady's purse. You do go about. Is that, that to protect bike. you from mugging? So you think that it's so camp they won't steal it? No, no, it's not. I've got a lady's purse because my sister gave me a purse uh, when my, my wallet was stolen Make in another feel mugging. Guilty. <laughs> And, uh, Why have you got a girl's bike, man? Why did your sister give oh you a girl's God. purse? She knows you're a boy. Yeah, look, I don't know. She's, sure. she's That's her childhood. It's <laughs> just a blanket of animal cruelty. She's never had time to register what gender he is. He's just that it, that enigma in the house, drowning things in a fish tank before a parson. Purses are actually quite useful. They're more useful than wallets because it's good for loose change, isn't it? Trev, what are these things about fear? Is that Pockets, all your stories? No, no, no I was going to tell you a mugging story, Go but you keep then. diverting it with accusations about my masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> and this story is, is, is going to undermine like it Accusations about your cloud machine. <laughs> go on, go on. Tell, us a st- tell us the mugging story. Well, the, I, I, it was about a year ago, and I'd been out all day and in the sunshine. I was a little bit tired. I got hot. I got a little bit of sunstroke, and I needed a wee, and I was low on blood sugar. And I'd lost... Victim! <laughs> <laughs> victim, victim, victim. That's what that screams out to me. How come you know so much about your anatomical state? I was low on blood That's sugar. a condition <laughs> I have. Capacitor was low. <laughs> it's like a computer game, and you do all little things in, in his vision. My weapon! Included a pistol and open a stick. I had infinite lives. <laughs> I found a cheat mode. <laughs> no, I was. I'm, I'm hypoglycemic. Anyway, so. Oh, so oh, oh God, oh God. Stop it. I'm not trying more. to get any sympathy. Trevor, uh, and it, stop it. Sugar. If you keep singing in the middle of my stories, we'll never get to the end. <laughs> so go I got, I'd left my keys behind, so I'd lock myself out, so I thought, Ooh. I know what to do. Brand I'll go to the pub, I'll go to the local pub, and I'll have a wee there, <laughs> and I'll wait for someone to come home, and then I can get in. But on my way there, a man on a bicycle, a teenager, a youth, mm. drove into the back of me on his bicycle deliberately. Oh. And uh, and then he drove past me, and then he stopped and drove towards me what? and started he's threatening not, me. He's not driving; he's riding. Dri- ride, riding, and he started threatening me. Oh, and I didn't what understand. Did he say? What were the threats? I couldn't understand what he was saying. And how do you know it was threatening? Just because yeah, he was looking really threatening, he and might he be kept saying on he's saying, got nice hair. "No, what he said." I worked it out because yeah, I was wearing all white. I was wearing white linen trousers and a white linen top and a pointed hat. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going about my business with no blood sugar. For some reason, this caused a problem. Why, oh why, am I not free to follow my clan hobbies? Trevor, if you will drive round a, a metropolis dressed up as a grand wizard of the clan, people are going to be offended, Trevor. No, I was wearing sandals, and he thought, I think what he thought, he thought that I was a kung fu man. Because I don't think so. He did. Yeah, because that, he's when I see Trevor, I think, hello, Bruce Lee's back in town. It looked like I was wearing a judo outfit, I think, to him. I used probably stoned or something. What were you dressed up? I was with this poor man. This poor, poor man probably stoned. I mean, I dressed up as Gandalf and whelked around a bit. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he drove into the back of me, yeah. Is that he rode into the back of me. He rode into the back of me. He's driving, did he crash Then he came back and started threatening me, and then uh, when I worked out what he was saying, he said, come on then, show us your moves, do your kung fu on me. And You're I, making that up. I'm not he's making that no, up. No, I believe that, but right. that's just bullying. He's not actually... Yeah, think, he was bullying He didn't me. think you were a... He did, because I looked Travelling at me and I saw... Monk. I looked at me, did you hear him just then? He goes, he goes, he did think I was a conference master because I looked at me. <laughs> Trevor, you're not an abstract idea from oh, yourself. He, is. he had an out-of-body experience, panic <laughs> and hyperglycemia. I was very frightened, but I didn't say anything. So I reckon I was a little bit like that bloke off of Kung Fu because I didn't say anything and I think that spooked him a little Why bit. didn't you go, like Monkey Magic, and make a pink cloud go and fly away on it? <laughs> I don't Why didn't you? <laughs> what happened was he drove off and I thought, Stop oh, saying I can relax. He rode off yeah. on his bicycle. Yeah. He came back with a brick in his hand. 
and he said, I'd like to see you now try and get out of this. I'm going to... I brick. think you could fight better without a brick in your hand. Yeah, the brick Unless you could like, throw it and then fight. He said, have you ever had your head smashed in? <laughs> the answer to this is obvious. <laughs> 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 I see how I'm yes. walking around I dressed thought... like a pansy. A <laughs> pansy. Don't look like I've had my head smashed in. I thought it was a rhetorical question, so I didn't answer. And then what happened is... Really this make make this lady drove up in her car. She really did drive in a car. She pedalled up in her car. <laughs> And she wound down the window. She flew by in her Austin Allegro. <laughs> and she poked her head out and she and she said, are you all right? Do you need any help? And I nodded. Oh, and she why said, are you speaking to anyone in this story? Because I was, I'm bursting for the toilet. This story by Buster Keaton. I really thought I was going to get beaten up. And then she let me hop to, I hopped into her room. Um, Hang on, you think he hasn't stolen anything from you yet? No, he's holding a brick and threatening to smash my head That's not a mugging, in. that's a threatening Just assault. a man with a brick. I and like the sounds of this guy. Yeah. I'm with him. Don't be silly. And she drove me back. <laughs> she drove me back to my house, yeah. which is not where I wanted to go because I'm locked out. So I had to stand on my. Why doorstep. didn't you say to her, "I'm not don't want to go there"? Because in this story, I did say that. Trevor thinks he's a Keystone cop. <laughs> I think he can't communicate with language. <laughs> I did. I was dazed. I didn't know what to do, and I just stayed in her car. And then I think she thought I was a bit silly, and oh she wanted God. to get rid of me quite quickly. Well, she got. She grew even this this good Samaritan eventually thought I'd rather see him get his head bricked in. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I asked her if she knew. Knew the bloke, and I think she, she that confused her. Why would you ask that, Trevor? You're odd. Let's not talk Trevor, to Trevor. This story's just fizzled out, and the wheels have fallen off. You're ridiculous. I'm on the mobile phone to David Badil. He's in a monkey sanctuary in Stoke. We can't put him through a desk now. David, can I talk? David, can I talk to you in a minute on air? Well, you can try. Yeah, but I, I, I'm losing you, and you're you're coming and going a lot, and it's my birthday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh all right, David. Happy Ooh. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> We can hear you now, and you're on a loudspeaker on my mobile. Something, Russell, in all I'm not allowed to shout in case it scares the monkeys. Okay. <laughs> Glory. You can try. Okay. It's quite difficult. Alright, we'll call you, we'll, we'll try again in 20 minutes, but it sounds to me like that's a pack of lies about them monkeys and stuff. No, I promise you, I'm in the monkey sanctuary, so... Alright, David, no. On my children's life, and so they're here with me. Alright, fair enough. Alright, we'll call you back in 20 minutes, David. Uh, Alright, okay, mate. Right. Okay, you're not going to answer the yeah, phone. It's like always terrible. It's terrible, yeah, it's awful in a yeah. monkey sanctuary. I'll talk to you later, David. Uh, bye. Bye. He's not going to... The chances answer. of David Baddiel answering that next phone call are zero, aren't they? What? He, is his birthday's in a monkey sanctuary? He's, well, you've you got know, a special on day on your birthday, haven't you? I think there's so many excuses there, weren't there, though? I'm in a monkey sanctuary, it's my birthday, the children are there. You can't, I can't shout, shout. in a monkey sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Anyone who's been to a monkey sanctuary will remember the bone-chilling silence. <laughs> <laughs> what defines a monkey? The eerie, spooky lack of noise. <laughs> the quiet... Oh, I need to reflect and write a poem. I shall retire to the monkey sanctuary to soothe my spirit. <laughs> that man's mad! What about that other story, Matt, from your childhood, where that lad Darren French used to go by you and jab you with a pin? Or he used to go. Yeah, only happened once. Remember when, like, you know, when people had stunt nuts on the back of their BMXs? Like Darren French used to be driven around. He was one of the kids at Matt's school. He used to be driven. He wasn't at my school. He lived in my area. He shouldn't have used his real name. He's still got a pin. <laughs> <laughs> he drove around on the back of these stunt nuts. No, on once the back of a BMX. he was on the back of some like sort of 
Diffy kid was riding him around. Like that was his odd job. That was yeah. his servant. And uh, he went past, and he had he was standing on the stunt nuts at the back of the bike, and he had a, a pin. Yeah. And he went past and went pin pin and stuck it in my arm. That's that right, 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 didn't it? Yeah. Pin pin. I like how he announced it. Pin pin pin. And away. And then off he went on his chariot. That's good. I like that. Creative bullying. That's I was also scared of Mr. <clears throat> Nosey. Yeah. Why? Because he had a big long nose. Why are you always in a bad But also, though? didn't you think that he used to sleep underneath your bed? Yeah, have I told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Tell you that. I say about that, Matt. Um, when cool. I was little and I had a cold, I was really like three, probably. <laughs> Um, I kept being given tissue to blow my nose with. Kept and then being I kept giving it. He focuses on the wrong details. <laughs> People would come to me and give me tissue. There was a queue outside his bedroom door. Chelsea pensioners <laughs> would come. People in Robin Hood costumes. <laughs> Andrex. Kleenex. Merlin. My mum and dad gave me some tissue. <laughs> well, it's only like over three days. It's only like three days. Yeah, it was like a wild day three days. days. And <laughs> I kept putting the tissue under my pillow, like little kids do, or up your sleeve. Do you remember that? But in bed, it's like on the sleeve. It built up into a little mountain of tissue. <laughs> and I laid in my bed and I thought, Mr. This is ridiculous. Go on, say, it, it, say it. Get out, be truthful. I thought Mr. Nosey was laying under my bed with his nose up <laughs> under my pillow. That's why my pillow had a lump in it. I couldn't get my head comfortable because Mr. Nosey's nose was there. Why Amen. Mr. Nosey do that? Why would he even do it? And why did you not see the corollary think... between you putting something under your pillow and then there being a lump? Why did you not understand I that? I don't know. No, but a child. That's, but as, as a kid, underneath the bed, that is a mysterious place, isn't it? We've all probably wasn't your childhood. Trevor probably littered with mouse corpses and, and razor blades. No, but everybody was scared of what's underneath the bed. We still are, aren't we? Not no, really. It's, it's not an really. archetype. I know what's under my bed. It's them Russian fellas. <laughs> 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 they like it under there. Come on, boys. I say each morning. Another day, do some washing up, then it's back to the kissing. Do you remember yeah. when you were a kid, it only seemed to happen then, when a bird comes in your house and flies up and hits the windows? I liked yes. that. Yeah, you that liked that? That was exciting. Yeah. It's exciting, yeah. It's bird terrifying. in the house, bird in the house, the reality <laughs> all over. Birds yeah. are in the house. There's a baker in the garden. I just, I used to like it when a bird came in the house. Also, no, you didn't. I did, Matt. I did. I did, I, like, did, I did. I really was into it, man. Because I also <laughs> used to, like, over uh, the road from our street, there was this disused chalk pit, and there was, like, loads of nestling animals and stuff like that. I used to go over there, I used to capture baby birds and new and stuff like that bring them home because I think oh, I'll look after them better than their parents these oh is this when you made birds live in your at-at I did make a bird live in my at-at walker you know the uh, at-at walker from like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back oh Empire Strikes Back four-legged monster yeah I just opened that back bit up and instead of having stormtroopers in there I'd have a baby bird in there <laughs> terrified <laughs> <laughs> the Empire will not ever triumph with this baby bird troop who seems to be very scared of me it simply won't eat worms given to it by a chuckling fat eight-year-old boy. <laughs> them birds always died in the end. It was a shame about that, wasn't it? Did you give them burials? Did you give them funerals? Well, I ate them, Trevor. <laughs> no, 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 I gave them nice, respectful. I just put them in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and then, then I'd do a flyby. <laughs> it was very respectful. All the X-Wing fighters would line up to pay homage. <laughs> Matthew, remember in your stupid childhood what happened to you with that bird trapped in your wall that your oh, parents wouldn't God, believe you about? Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, I think I must have been about four, and I went to bed one night, and then, do you remember those... I went to bed one night, I was tired with some <laughs> you port. picking up in my stories. I said when I was a baby, I was in a chair. Yeah. You were once a baby in yeah, a chair. You said it like, I used to be a baby, you said it like it was quantum leaps. I used to be a painter in Paris. Yeah. Then, it was, I remember the jazz era, it was fantastic. <laughs> then I was in Frisco, man, in the 60s. Ichiku <laughs> Park. I was in Ichiku Park. Yeah, with Kerouac, man. It was mental. What yeah. a silly man, Go on then, tell us about this bird trapped in your wall if it's not an absolute lie. Uh, there's a, uh, you know those grills that go, 
like yeah, they're sort of like vent grill vent, things. Vent, vents on a fire, or what do you call it, a chimney breast. A chimney just breast. It was just in. What? Chimney breast! Um, yes, I uh, was in bed and yeah. then that opened up. Well, basically, I was saying to my mum, there's a monster that lives in my wall because that opened up and a claw came out of there. Yeah. And then this thing went... <laughs> like that, and it was terrifying. And you and thought I, there was a monster in the wall? Yeah, and I was... Naive. You know, do you remember that? Well, I was four. But still, mate. was a monster. You're old me. enough to have an Alsatian as a girlfriend. <laughs> You're old enough to appreciate the idea of aviation and birds. It's a platonic relationship. Um, and my, I told, I cried. I my mum said, sick if you had there's a relationship. Well, you'll listen to my stupid story. Go on. And my mum said, I said to my mum, there's a monster living in the wall. And she obviously took that as childish nonsense and said, yeah. no, there isn't. Go back to bed. This happened over a few, well, basically, there was a crow trapped in the wall. Dying in the slowly. Chimney. Yeah. So this went on for a few nights oh. and it got more and more like we'd go <laughs> like that. And it would open the thing and its beak would come out oh, and its claw. God. And then one night my mum was putting me back into bed, getting a bit annoyed about it. And then it finally came out when she was there and she just held on to me and went, Oh my God, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> You're probably going to grow up to be a right freak. That story, Matthew, is certainly terrifying. Uh, no I'm not scared of birds now. I'm so proud of that podcast that I've just allowed myself to feel a bit sexier. I think that podcast, like a child of ours, we've let it loose into the world. Will that podcast be alright? Yes. I wonder where it'll get to in the child. We're at number eight now, aren't we? We're at number nine. We've slipped back. Oh, what? Why? Trevor? We've not gone down we've ever. Because we're not you on... can be bothered to iron your clothes. Trevor, why don't you iron your clothes? We could get to number seven if you weren't such a ragbag. We don't have a little icon on the comedy page. Right, we'll sort this out. We're, we're going to get an icon on that comedy Thank page. you for listening to this podcast yeah you are the good ones you're the ones helping it go up the chart not like trevor crinkly wrinkly cocky locky thanks for everything viewers listeners <laughs> thanks for downloading this trial from the bbc find out more at bbc.co.uk slash six music bbc six music